Hello, hello, hello. Welcome everyone to our brand new podcast. We are rebranded, we have reskinned. We are still the FMP at core, but we are now the NFL Empire podcast. For those of you that don't know who we are, my name is Ed Barden and I'm joined by my good friend, George Murphy. Hi guys. Well, what is our plan for the, for this podcast? It is education and, and, and player focus. We are obviously British, as you can hear, and we wanted to be a, a good starting point for anyone trying to get into the game to to know about and where to start looking for NFL football. Because I think that's the one thing that we figured out when we started is that it's kind of, you kind of just start in the deep end and you don't really know where to go. Yeah, it's either you, you get all in or you sort of fade, your interest starts to fade. So, you know, we're, we're looking to be that bridge and that stepping stone, just, just someone to hold your hand along the season and, you know improve your knowledge exactly and we will also continue and and improve ourselves you know we'll, we'll, we'll get gain more knowledge and we will grow with you it's a journey we're all in it for a journey uh, but what are we doing today well those of you who aren't in the know it is brand new 2018 nfl season we are mere hours away from nfl kickoff 2018 the first game atlanta versus philadelphia eagles on thursday night I will be staying up until the wee hours. I'm sure you will as well, George. Yep, got a, got a nap planned. Got some energy drinks. Got some snacks. We're ready to go. Ready to roll. Uh, yeah, so what are we doing today? That's it. We're just going to review every single game coming on. Uh, preview every single game going on this weekend. We've got one game, as I said, tonight. Millions of games on Sunday. And then uh, th- two games on the Monday Night Football. But first... Let's, let's debut our, our brand new little segment. Fantasy question of the week, George. As Ed said, we're going to try and be all-encompassing. This is going to be our little bit of little bit of fantasy tease, if you like. We're going to get some guys on probably in the next coming weeks to talk more fantasy. But, you know, this, this is just going to be our, our taster every week. We're going to do a fantasy question. Yeah, we're going to do a fantasy question because I think that's a great way of starting... Getting into NFL and really learning the, the players and who they play for, basically. So our first ever NFL Empire fantasy question of the week is: Which rookie, not named Saquon Barkley, are you starting week one? I mean, this can be this could be as your wide receiver one, running back one, but the likelihood is if it's not Saquon Barkley, it's probably going to be a fe- flex play. Um, yeah, it'd be great to send over your suggestions. Uh, it'd be nice to get a few discussions going. Do you want to know who my yeah, topic is? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so I know he's going to be the wide receiver three. He's behind two very strong receivers, but I think Cortland Sutton is... I mean, listen to the fantasy footballers, and they, they very aptly said that he can be treated as a, as a low-end, tight-end one at this point because because of the nature of his play. You are, looking for a tu- you are looking for a touchdown. You're not going to get many yards out of him. Case Keenum's not going to throw 400-yard games. Um, but... I think he's a really safe play in your flex. If you've not got a, a wily veteran or someone who you're more confident with, I think Cortland's going to be very productive all season. And week one, I, I can see him getting a touchdown. You, you know, Kenny G did it last year. I know it was in the preseason, but he had that two-game thing where no one was covering him properly. Properly, And it's, it's more likely to happen in the first few weeks because defences aren't going to be scheming against him as much. So someone like Cortland, Cortland Sutton... I think he he's going to be the highest scoring wide receiver, uh, rookie wide receiver this week. So I think he's going to be the highest scoring rookie wide receiver this year. 
Um, yeah. To be fair, uh, just because of his touchdown upside. Well, that's interesting because I was going to go. I was going to go with the, uh, a guy on the same team, but because you went Bronco, I'm going to go a, a different direction. I think it, this is an obvious pick. It's I'm not you know no hot takes here. I, I think if you're struggling at the running back position, you start Jordan Wilkins. Yeah. Uh, running back, rookie running back for the Indianapolis Colts. He is uh, playing the Bengals, which is a very good defense, uh, but he's going to get the majority of the carries, and he could get. 20, 25 carries this this week. And I think if you're going to play him at all this season, this is the week to play him because, you know, Marlon Mack's probably not going to play as we'll get to later because of injury. Uh, Christine Michael is there and thereabouts. Robert Turbin's injured. Uh, sorry, uh, suspended. Yeah, I think Jordan Wilkins is is the play for a flex position. You're not going to play him as your RB1 or RB2. No. And I think the important thing to understand is a lot of people might be saying, why not carry on Johnson? Uh, the running back for Detroit. He's obviously had an amazing preseason, but there's still a lot going on in front of him. You've got LeGarrette Blunt, who's been very good the last couple of years. You've obviously got Amir Abdullah and Theo Riddick in the passing game, and some people might even argue Zach Zenner as well. Um, he's going to be the starter, but in this week one rotation, I don't expect him to get the, the workload that Jordan Wilkins is almost guaranteed at this point. Exactly. And I mean, the other guy that, it, that you would throw out there is Royce Freeman. Yeah, uh, they're running back for the Denver Broncos, who was going to be my original pick. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I think he he plays a lot, but against the Seahawks defense, which is always very good, it's, it's very difficult uh, to to say that he'll going to be be relevant with any with any certainty. But yeah, just if you uh, have any differences of opinions, just we'll put out a post uh, on Instagram and on on Twitter. Just uh, hashtag your answers with Empire Question, and we'll get back to you and we'll we'll discuss this and. And we'll, and it's it's a matchup to look forward to uh, in week one, but with that with the fantasy question out of the fantasy question of the week out of the way, I don't think there's any reason not to just dive straight headfirst into the preview. So week one, it's finally here. It's finally here. How many hours are we at now? What's the time? Oh, it's <laughs> so it's two o'clock. So we got. What eleven hours ish till kickoff, something like that. It's it's a, it's too long still. Yeah, still half a day. It's still it's still half a day. I think we can get a couple of solid hours nap in there. But That's yeah, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna need twelve hours to sort out all my fantasy lineups anyway. <laughs> exactly. That's, That's it. I've got so many teams. It's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, start off with the week one review. Obviously, we'll start in Philadelphia with the Thursday night football, which is as we keep mentioning, mere hours away. Uh, it is Atlanta. Uh, it's an NFC Championship rematch. Uh, on the Philadelphia side of the ball, we've got Nick Foles starting. No Alan Robinson. Uh, no Alshon Jeffrey, sorry, who is the wide receiver. No Timmy Jernigan, who is a nose tackle. But we do have J.J. ready to go. And then on the Falcons side of the ball, it's just whether Steve Sarkeesian, the Falcons offensive coordinator, can kind of rekindle some, some Atlanta magic. Well, what's your main takeaway for this game? It's the health. I mean, Nick Foles starting is is really just not a surprise for the Eagles. Everyone expected him to play the first few weeks. Obviously, Carson Wentz, their MVP uh, caliber quarterback, is just coming off an ACL tear, which he sustained late last year. I expect Nick Foles to play for three or four weeks. Um, they'll probably come out of that two and two, three and one, so they'll be pretty safe. Unfortunately, I think this is one of the losses that they take. Atlanta is a very, very loaded roster. It's almost on par with the Eagles themselves but as we said in the in previous shows the Eagles aren't healthy 
Um, the Falcons are, and the Falcons are loaded. And you're right, Ed, to be honest, it's Steve Sarkeesian. Um, it depends what he does, really. He, his, his goal line offense was terrible last year. Um, they need to start running Devonta Freeman on the goal line more and not try and trick players with gadget players and fast players. They should just stick to the basics and what they were good at in 2015. No, 2016? 17? 2000. When did they go to the Super Bowl? 2016. 2016, yeah, yeah. when they were epic. I mean, obviously, that was Kyle Shanahan, but the personnel is exactly the same as it was then, which is remarkable for the NFL. Let's not trade up too much. Let's just stick to what they're good at. Um does Julio Jones get a touchdown in this game? Yes. She's going to start the season off and give everyone lots of and lots of hope. Well, I hope he does because I've got him on my fantasy team, on one of my <laughs> yeah, main absolutely. fantasy teams. And I've got Devontae Freeman as well. So, yeah, yeah, you mentioned uh, Atlanta offense, red zone offense last year and how bad it was. Their red zone, their red zone efficiency was 49.818%, which is not great, uh, no. according to uh, teamrankings.com, which I, I quite like for different things like that. Uh, yeah, it basically... They went in. They scored a touchdown fifty every time that every other time they went into the into the red zone, which is not good enough in this league, especially if in a, in a loaded uh, NFC. But I think the main question that we've touched on is the fact that it's health, uh, and Eagles are really struggling. On, on they've got star players missing all over the place. Even the guys like Matt Collins isn't playing, and yeah. you know Nelson Aguilar is he really a number one receiver? Who knows? I think no, that, well, he's he's not. He's proved that. Yeah, exactly. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna run the ball heavy with uh, JJ with with Corey Clement, and I think Darren Sproles gets a, gets a few touches in the passing game as well. But I, I I'm pretty sure we're we're kind of lock lock and step here, lock step with with who we think gonna is gonna win this game. Yeah. So Falcons for both of us then. I reckon so. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So moving on to the Sunday games of the first. Of the Sunday games, we'll get probably the worst game out of the way just because it involves the Bills. It's the Bills at the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, on the Bills side of the ball, Nathan Peterman, the quarterback, is starting over rookie Josh Allen. It'll be interesting to see what the running back workload is like. Whether whether Chris Ivory will get some get some love, or is it just purely going to be Lashawn McCoy, who we haven't heard anything about him going to prison yet during because he've had a bit of an off-season scandal. Uh, and then who else is just going to make that offense tick? I think their defense is quite good. It, it'll be serviceable, but it's that they're, they're going to have to score some points in that division. Can they do it? And on the Ravens side of the ball, it, it is it is what we expect. I think the biggest the biggest the biggest upside for the for Baltimore Ravens is the fact that Joe Flacco is actually looking like a like a proper proper good quarterback. Yeah, he's he's been very good this preseason. Hopefully, his backs you know sorted out now I think that was what was holding him down the last few years um, this could be a replica of the London game last year between the Ravens and the Jags only this time it's going to be the Ravens that are stomping the Bills um, you might see very incompetent offence huge amounts of turnovers and then the Ravens just hammering the Bills with Alex Collins in the power run game I think it could be very similar to that we could see five plus turnovers in this game Um and the Bills probably won't score a touchdown. Um, yeah, it's a good way of the Ra- for the Ravens to start the season. They are a very talented team, especially on defense. Wide receivers a massive question, but you know their O lines back and healthy. If Joe Flacco is even a semblance of himself from three or four years ago, you know they're going to have a functional offense. It's definitely not going to be a top half offense, but it's not going to be a bottom offense either. So yeah, yeah, I, mean, their I, th- offense... I think yeah, go on. No, I said their offense last year was just bad. It can't get any yeah. worse. No. And I think, I think as as you you alluded to, I think 
I think Alex Collins, if you've got him on your on your fancy roster, he's a start um, against this Bills Bills defense. Uh, just not like I said, they're okay, but they're just not they're not they're not they're going to be on the field way too much, and he may he may struggle to start with Alex Collins, that is the running back. But I think they're just going to wear him down, and you could you could see a, a lot of points being scored for the Ravens. Yeah, a lot of short fields. I mean, Peterman had that five interception game against uh, the Chargers. I don't expect him to five, throw five interceptions, but it's going to be two or three, realistically, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we see Josh Allen in the second half of this game? Is that going to happen? Is it going to, so you, is it going to be a, a, a Texan situation from a couple of years ago when they started Brian Hoyer and yeah. then they just benched him straight away? Uh, no, I, don't, I think I think, no. I think it, it's, it's, it's going around in circles and we've loads of team mentioned it. Peterman is... is is just protecting Josh Allen, I think, at this point. The start of the season is the Ravens, the Jags, and I can't remember who their third game of the, uh, the season is, but they've got some seriously dominant pass rushes, and I think Josh Allen starting against those is 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 a recipe for disaster. And again, I yeah, think... you're setting him up to fail. Yes, exactly. And I think, uh, again, surpri- unsurprisingly, I suppose, we are probably agreed on this on the winner of this game as well. Yeah, if the Bills pull this out of the bag, it'll be probably be their only win of the season. So. Yeah, or be, yeah, we'll, we'll go Ravens. It'll be already the biggest upset of the season. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so moving on to the second game, we'll talk about the Jacksonville uh, Jaguars and the New York Giants. On the Giants side of the ball, Saquon is good to go after struggling with a quad injury through the preseason, and so is Evan Ingram, who is no longer in concussion protocol. And then on the Jacksonville side of the ball, it's Dante Moncrief and Keelan Cole are listed as the starters. But I think the the biggest storyline for this is the it's the showdown between OBJ the wide receiver and Jalen Ramsey the cornerback. This is uh, again a brand new segment for us. It is our showdown of the week or Empire Showdown. It's a it's working progress title, but basically what this is is that we're gonna be be locked in on this showdown particularly and we'll do this again every week and we'll we'll, we'll see if if whoever wins is the best that's it yeah it's bragging rights really um we're gonna some like some of the showdowns in the future will be you know a little bit more of a deep dive but when you've got two superstars of this caliber going up in week one you'd it really it'd be rude not to like single these guys out um yeah we, the format of this is we're going to... Me and Ed are each going to pick a side for and against. And then after the game, we can discuss, you know, whose side had had, had the better outcome. We're not going to really put a number value onto this. It, obviously, if OBJ goes off for 200 yards and Jalen, it's going to be pretty lopsided. But, you know, this is the NFL. And box scorers and everything, stats on everything, it's all very situational. So it's just it's just a way of me and Ed having a bit of, bit of controversy... And a bit of contention in the podcast, which is always nice. Exactly, and uh, yeah, it's, as I said, it's going to be, it's going to be, we're going to pick a different personnel matchup, most probably every single week for our showdown. And this is the first one of this season. Uh, and I think I fall down on the, the uh, Odell Beckham side, and George, you fall down on the Jalen Ramsey side. Why, why, why are you taking Jalen Ramsey over Odell here? I'm purely doing this just because uh, OBJ hasn't played in a while. He might be a bit rusty. First game of the season. You don't know how sharp Eli is going to be. We don't even know how much they're going to pass the ball, to be honest. They might want to get Saquon heavily involved. Um, but it's not only that, but Jalen is a supreme talent. He's going to be sharp. He's fired up. 
as as I'm sure OBJ is after getting his huge contract. But is he going to have his boat legs? Is he going to have his sea legs already? We're going to have to wait and see for that. Having said that, it's OBJ and he might pop off an 80-yard touchdown and make me look like a fool. I'm just I'm just siding with Jalen Ramsey in this just because I like that narrative and I like that he I mean to say that he's going to be held about a catch is ridiculous he's going to get five or six catches it's guaranteed it's almost guaranteed but relatively speaking I think Jalen's going to shut OBJ down and stop him from doing OBJ things yeah I mean I don't know if I particularly agree with you I obviously fall down on the Odell side I just think that Odell is such a supreme talent look what he did to Casey Hayward uh, who is the, one of the best corners in the league last year before he got injured? He he ruined him basically. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that if anyone can can beat Jalen Ramsey and a super aggressive Jacksonville off, uh, defense, it is Odell Beckham. He, his his route his route running is is pristine. He, he can catch. He, he can take it. He's one of the only receivers in the league that can take a slant to the house um, yeah. and and score a touchdown from from eighty yards away without without being touched. Uh, and I think that. That I think it's going to be a very even matchup, but I, but even if uh, I would be I would be very very shocked if Jalen Ramsey can hold off Odell Beckham for for no yards and no touchdowns. I think I think I think for Odell to win this matchup and win this showdown, all he needs to do is, is score. I can see him scoring a fifty yard bomb, even that is even if it, that's his only catch. Yeah, I'm hoping if he does take a slant to the house, he was lined up in the slot and Jalen wasn't in coverage and I could just flag that. That's that's my hope. Yeah, I, mean, I will blame the safety or something. Yeah, exactly. So. Always always blame the safety. That's a very, always blame the that's safety. A very cornerback thing. But yeah, uh, I, I take OBJ in that. Uh, and then I think the winner of this game is on the opposite side, and I think it's Jacksonville. Yeah, I I, I think I think the Giants are much improved. I think their offensive line is much improved. But it just, when you're going to have so. You're gonna have Will Hernandez and Nate Solder against Calais Campbell and Malik Jefferson. Jackson. No, Malik Jackson. Still new show. Still doing the same thing. <laughs> um, I, it's, just, it's, a, it's a very rough start for this O line, um, and for Saquon for that matter. Their their deep, their linebacking core is ridiculous as well. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go, we'll go Jags on this one. Yeah. Uh, we are four uh, three games in, and we have yet to disagree on who's gonna win this game. They've been fairly easy matchups, to be fair. Yeah, I mean. You think that, but there's always going to be there's always going to be a shock horror. There's always going to be a shock horror, uh, a, a surprise. Outcome, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if it did this game, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. I, I can see I can at home I can see the Giants perhaps pulling off a comeback, but the Jags are just too strong on defense, I think. Uh, and Eli Manning's going to throw a bunch of interceptions. Yeah. Moving on to the uh, NFC South showdown with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints. Obviously, on the Tampa Bay side of the ball. Ryan Fitzpatrick, the journeyman uh, quarterback veteran who's played for the most amount of teams, I think, in NFL history. I wouldn't be surprised. It's either him or Josh McCown. Isn't yeah, it? so it's like seven or eight. Uh, he's starting in this game, obviously, with the Jameis Winston suspension. And Ronald Jones, my favourite running back coming out of the 2018 draft, is listed as the third running back on the depth chart behind Peyton Barber and Jaquiz Rogers, which is not great. And then on the Saints side of the ball, it's it is it's who who is going to be the star this year. Obviously, Alvin Kamara broke out last year. Michael Thomas is amazing, the wide receiver. Uh, but who is Drew Drew Brees going to throw to, and who is going to get all these carries? And can the defense live up to the same or improve from what they did last year? I mean, when we did power rankings last week, I believe I, I had the Saints at number one. Um, I firmly believe they can be one of the best teams in the league. Um, they're going to get deep into the playoffs 
I'd love to see them in the Super Bowl and I'd love to see them win a Super Bowl. Obviously, they've added Mike Gillisley. They've practice squatted Jonathan Williams, who had a very good preseason. And I think Mike Gillisley's going to basically do what he did in Buffalo and, and vulture a lot of touchdowns from Alvin Kamara, which is fine by me because if it's less carries for him, it's less wear and tear and we can keep him healthy. He's a very good player and I feel like he fits that Mark Ingram, Ingram role very well, especially for the first four weeks while Ingram is suspended. Um, who am I look? Oh, Cameron Meredith is the guy I'm keeping my eye on. He's He's been very quiet. He didn't have a catch-all pre-season. He's obviously coming off the injury, but I believe he's a very talented player and can have a very important role in this team. We know what Mike Thomas is about. You know, and the Bucks just aren't very good. Fitzmagic is one extreme or the other and I think Marshawn Latimer is going to have his number as are Davenport and Cameron Jordan and Alex Okafor Sheldon Rankins all these people they're stacked now their, their defence is stacked and I'm picking the Saints in this one again I don't think that's a shock no I mean I, I, I this could have, this has sneaky potential to be a shootout be- yeah uh, just because you know that's just the way that Ryan Fitzpatrick plays uh, the Bucks defence is pretty pretty bad even though it's much improved along the defensive line uh but yeah i can i, I can see a shootout and it always has been against against the bucks and you and you got to remember the bucks beat the saints in the week 17 last year yeah. when the saints were trying to get the the number one or number two seed and get a, a playoff by so that always happens doesn't it? yeah exactly Once a year something like that happens and it's kind of it's kind of the same thing as as uh miami always beating the patriots but again yeah. this this is this is in new orleans yeah i can't see the bucks winning this game but hopefully it'll be a good fun game and and there'll be a lot of sports I think in this game even though the defences are, are, are improved yeah agreed so moving on to a AFC powerhouse perhaps showdown Houston Texans at the New England Patriots uh, for the Patriots Sony Michelle was limited in practice yesterday which is not a good sign for his week one availability I don't think they'll risk him that much but Rex Burkhead the other running back was not on the injury report, and he's a he's been a fantasy darling throughout this this off season. And I think he he is in line for a number of touches along with James White. Uh, and then on the Houston Texans side of the ball, it's, it's I'm just excited to see JJ Watt and Judevin Clowney on the same field for for once. Yeah, it, it, again, if the Texans are healthy, they get they're they're going to be a dominant team. Deshaun Watson is going to regress slightly from last year just because he was on another level and you can't sustain those sort of numbers unless you're you know Aaron Rodgers maybe um, but yeah I think this is going to be a really good game and I'm actually going to put my NFL Empire stamp of approval on the Texans beating the Patriots in week one it's so aggressive it's such an aggressive stamp it is but, but that's how that's how I feel the Texans are going to pull off the Chiefs and they're going to dominate the Patriots at every level, and it's going to be a, it's going to be a shootout. And it's going to be very very high scoring, but the Texans got their victory snatched from them last year with a last minute Brandon Cooks touchdown. They got Brady, didn't they? They got Brady, and I don't I think that they're out for revenge. And JJ Watt is going to be hungry. Yeah, I I like that. I I, I wasn't expecting that one, but I I can see that happening, and I I think the Patriots just there's 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 an air of vulnerability about the Patriots and I don't know what it is or why it is they, they, they've been banged up obviously they lost uh, Isaiah Wynn their left tackle I think their, their line is 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 a, a, a mismatch of mismatch of some guys you know Marcus Callan got a nice deal but even then I, I don't think there's necessarily this Patriots team doesn't scare me on the offensive side of the ball their, no. their defence is much better I mean 
who do they have at wide receiver? They they, they don't have a guy. But it's I, Chris Hogan, and that's yeah. But even so, you know, got Rob Gronkowski, the tight end, who is who's phenomenal, one of the best tight ends in the league, perhaps even ever. And I don't know. I think I think the Patriots at home just pull out a W. I just I I I think Tom, you can't. I just can't bet against Tom Brady. No, you really can't. But I'm doing it. I'm I'm gonna hang some onions, as it were, in week one, and I'm gonna go to seconds. Okay, I like Obviously. I like that a lot. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Uh, let's move on to your team, George. Uh, the 49ers versus the Vikings in Minnesota. Uh, on the 49ers side of the ball, obviously it was a, a scary injury or a bad injury to uh, Jarrett McKinnon, their running back who they paid a butt-ton of money to in the offseason. He is no, he is obviously not going to be playing, but George Kittle is good to go after suffering a shoulder injury in preseason. And Matt Breeder has been taking the majority of the first team reps despite signing Alfred Morris, who you just picked up on, on waivers in our fantasy, t- in our dynasty league, yeah, I believe he's going to be a, the the touchdown vulture. I don't really need to start him, but it's it's one of those selfish moves where I don't want anyone else to have him because I know if someone else has got him, he's going to go off. So I'd rather have him and not play him if that makes sense. You spend you um, spend a lot of fab on him though. Yeah, it's fine. I, I I spend I don't spend a lot, so when I do, I, I, it doesn't really affect me too much. Um, we're surprisingly healthy in this game, which is nice considering we've had the Sherman injuries. And obviously our skill position players and the line's been banged up and Malcolm Smith's always injured, but everyone seems to be back and ready to go. Having said that, I don't think we win this game. I'd be horrified if we did in a good way. <laughs> There'd be tears of joy, but I'd be aghast <coughs> if, if the Vikings didn't a, come out of this win. I'd be aghast. I just the 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 pressure is high this season after the win streak, obviously, with Jimmy G. But the Vikings are just a monstrosity, and our line is our line is very, very improved. But they're just starting to work together. They're just starting to gel. And week one, they've got a deal of Everson Griffin, Linville Joseph, Daniil Hunter, Sheldon Richardson. I mean, and Anthony Barr coming off the edge. I mean, you've got Kendricks as well at linebacker, and you've got you, you've got blitzers all around from any any position you can even imagine. And I don't think we're going to hold up. I think that's too much to ask. Much like with the Giants and the Jags, I think it's. It's, it's a mountain we can't scale in week one. If this was week eight, I'd fancy us a bit more, but the matchup is awful, and that's fine. It's a week one. It's a shame we've got to start off with an L, but it's a Viking, so I'm not going to feel bad about it. Yeah, I uh, I I agree with you, but also I'm just playing devil, devil's advocate here. I think if it's, if you're going to play a powerhouse, it's going to be week one where where one is the where a team is the rustiest. I yeah. I don't I I don't think that the the, the, the 49ers are that good unfortunately mm-hmm. uh, I think I think that it's one of those things that they're they're a buzzy team and they they will be good maybe next year maybe the year after I think they're a, a couple of pieces away and despite Jimmy Garoppolo their their quarterback being excellent towards the end of last year uh, winning five games on the bounce I think he's gonna he's gonna come back to earth in this game with as you alluded to a very very scary Vikings defense who just keep coming at you even on on in the secondary, uh, it's just loaded. It's just sort of such a loaded team, and uh, Vikings are my favourite to, to to be the Super Bowl winners, and uh, and I don't think anything changes that uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Dalvin Cook, their running back, is back. Stefan Diggs looks great. Adam Thielen looks good. Carl Rudolph is there, and they've got Kirk Cousins, who's not necessarily elite level quarterback, but he is a top twelve perhaps top 15 quarterback. And he's going to get the job done. Yeah, I think he's going to go for, go off for a lot of yards. 
And I think I think I take Stefan Diggs over Richard Sherman in this game, the corner. And I think I take Adam Thielen over Akella Witherspoon. I think if you look at all every single matchup across the board, I think the Vikings have the edge. I don't, think yeah, I don't think there's any edge that the, the, the 49ers have, unfortunately. Even when it comes down to speed, we're going to have Goodwin against Trey, Wayne, Trey Waynes, who's yeah. an exceptionally fast cornerback. He's not Goodwin fast, but he's certainly faster than a lot of corners in the league. And Rhodes and Garcon is like a muscle man matchup. They're both yeah, exactly. very physical players. And Garcon's probably more physical than Rhodes, but at this stage he's less talented, less athletic, maybe. So, you know, it could be a toss-up there. But, you know, they, they've matched us like for like. And Ruben Foster's out. So, we lose the advantage there over the middle. It, it's just it's just not going to be a good start. So, it's fine. I'm happy with it. As long as as long as long we're entertaining, I don't care. <laughs> uh, that's the story of my life. Um, yep. So, on to the next game. We've got another AFC matchup here. Uh, Tennessee Titans at the Miami Dolphins. Uh, for Tennessee, Delaney Walker was not listed on injury report, which was expected. Uh, he had a foot injury, but is now back and ready to go. And on the Dolph- Dol- Dolphin side of the ball, Adam Gase has listed Drake or Gore as the starter. Which answers everyone's questions. Always. Uh, Kenan Drake is my third running back on my dynasty team. And I think he could either win. He could, he's going to win me the league or lose me the league, depending on how he's utilised in yeah in Miami. I hope, I pray, I think that he should be the starter and he will get the majority of the carries. But I just don't know. And then there's even more question marks. You've got Devontae Parker, the wide receiver, who's not playing. So you're looking at Kenny Stills or Danny Amendola to step up. Who who are you taking in that? If you are if you are Choosing between Kenny Still, Kenny Stills, and Danny Amendola, who are you playing in fantasy? Danny Amendola this week. Honestly, I think Adoree Jackson matches up nicely with Kenny Stills. Um, Amendola is going to be an all Malcolm Butler, you know, to pick one. Amendola is going to be in the slot against Logan Ryan. I expect um, he's a very, very good player when he's healthy, and you know Tannehill loves to dump the ball off short, so Amendola is just going to get peppered. I wouldn't be surprised if he has double-digit catches. He'll certainly have double-digit targets. He'll probably have something like 9 for 80 and a touchdown. Um, Kenny Stills might be held to like 2 for 50 or something like that. So we'll go Danny Amendola just this week. I think he's the safest receiver on the team. And I think Ryan Tanner was going to be more than happy to dump the ball off to him. See, I, I, I would take Kenny Stills because I think... I think to be to he could have a game winning week this week uh and he could score a, a, a I know you don't play for 60 yard touchdowns but you have to you're not playing Kenny Stills as your wide receiver one or your wide receiver two hopefully uh in the flex you, you are you are my philosophy is to kind of hope that that or play with a with an upside uh, and I think Despite Kenny Stills not perhaps being as good as he as he could be, and there's hype around him, I think that that he he, he does score a, a touchdown. He does get some get some nice deep balls. And if Ryan Tannehill can do anything other than dump it off, he can throw a deep ball. His deep accuracy is one of his better better traits in it. Uh, and I, I think Kenny Stills is that guy. Uh, I just don't think Danny Amendola. Maybe in a PPR you play him, but but in a standard league, I think. Danny Amendola, there's a there's a ceiling for Danny Amendola that I think Kenny Stills far far exceeds. 
Yeah, yeah, I think you've got a point there. I I, I just think there's an inherent inherent risk with the deep ball receivers. Um, but yeah, it's going to go either way. Who are you picking in this game? Uh, I'm going to take the Titans. Yeah, same. I think their defense is very very good. Yeah, I don't think Marcus Mariota's much, but at the moment, but I really really like their defense, and so. I think they can overcome Steels and Amadola quite handily, to be honest. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the Titans win this game. Marcus Mario has looked, their quarterback has looked ropey, uh, but I think running the ball, certainly down the down, uh, Dolphins' middle that has lost Adama Kinsu uh, and Raquel McMillan has struggled. So I think you see a heavy dose of, uh, of Derek Henry right up the middle. Uh, so start him as well if you've got him. So moving on now to another AFC matchup, and we're looking at the Cincinnati Bengals. And the Indianapolis Colts, probably one of the, the, the worst matchups of the week. Uh, I think it can, but then again, it could surprise us and be good. On the Bengals side of the ball, uh, Cordy Glenn, their left tackle was limited, which is not a good sign considering how bad their offensive line was last year. And then on the Colts side of the ball, as we said earlier, Jordan Wilkins looks, rookie running back Jordan Wilkins looks to get most of the carries as Marlon Mack remains sidelined. Uh, it's it's the Bengals defense versus Andrew Luck here. It's it's Geno Atkins versus Quinton Nelson. That's yeah. why I'm massively so obviously Geno Atkins, a defensive tackle, who just got paid for the Bengals, and then the rookie, highly touted top five pick overall guard Quinton Nelson for the Colts. Um, I think Geno Atkins wins that. It's a baptism of fire, isn't it? Yeah, it's it, it is going to be very difficult for him to exceed um, expectations in this game, which is fair enough because you're playing against the second best defensive tackle, the strongest defensive tackle in the league to start your start your career. Having said that, if he does show out and he doesn't get absolutely beaten to death, then everyone's going to be screaming his praises, as they should, because the odds are stacked firmly against him. Um, in terms of my pick for this game, uh, I think it's going to have to be the Bengals. I think their defence is just ridiculous. And I think... I think their their weapons match up so nicely against a very talent poor Colts defense that Andy Dalton's got to do very little in this game. Honestly, I think the defense can carry them, and as long as Dalton is efficient enough, I think they come away with the win. Yeah, mm. it's a difficult one for me to pick actually. I I just do I trust Dalton? Absolutely not. Do I trust Andrew Luck? Yes. So we'll see. I th- I think I'm going to take Luck over over Andy Dalton here, and I think. Bengals defence, yes, is very good. I'm super high on the Bengals as a team. Uh, I will die on that hill and die on their defence. But I think I think Andrew Luck, first game he's played in, in a long, long, long time. I think he just I think he's got got some monkeys to get off his back. He's got some some points to prove and I think he goes in to goes back home and just uh, and plays really 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 well and I think T. Y. Hilton goes off uh, and I think the defence makes enough plays uh, but yeah, this is a bit more of a toss-up for me. I, I, but I take Colts just because I think because of the home team. Yeah, good idea. So moving on to perhaps the most uh, contentious game of the week. He's stamping it. I didn't expect it. I thought you were going to do the last game. To be honest, my, we are. this is my stamp of approval. This game. Who are you going for, though? The Browns. I knew you were going to do that. Oh, I love that pick. I'm taking the Browns to win this game. Uh, we are talking about an NFC North rivalry. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cleveland Browns. Obviously, the big storyline in this game is the Steelers are not 
going are going to be without their star star running back Le'Veon Bell, who is still continuing to hold out. Uh, he has not signed his franchise tag or anything yet, I don't believe. Uh, so it's James Connor, the second year guy out of Pittsburgh. I just traded him for a fourth round pick. I'm, I'm happy with that, but uh, I, I just don't see where their offense comes from. Having said that, AB Antonio Brown, their wide receiver's record without Lev Bell, is ridiculous. He's played 16 games without Le'Veon Bell, 146 catches, 2,080 yards, and 13 touchdowns. So a record-breaking season. Though, yeah, basically. yeah, basically. Uh, so, <laughs> so I, that's what I'm that's what I'm betting against. Uh, but uh, I just don't think I think the Steelers are in, in a bit of turmoil at the moment with the whole Lev Bell situation. Uh, it's not because he's injured; it's because he's holding out. Uh, there's offensive linemen uh, are are not happy about the situation, obviously. Uh, but James Conner played really, really well in the preseason, and I hope that he he, he does well. Uh, but I just don't think the Steelers the Steelers always struggle against get away from home against teams that they they should beat. So I'm backing up for that. And then on the Brown side of the ball, I think Josh Gordon said he is 100, uh, percent which he would do, obviously. Uh, but I just think that I think that Tyrod. Taylor and the Browns pull off a win and they double their their win total from last year. Well, they inf- they, inf- they times it infinitesimally from last year because they, they had no wins. Um, I really like that pick. I'm I, I'm going to go with the Browns too. I think just just purely for fun. Yeah, I think the Steelers are probably going to win it, but who cares? I'm not doing that. That's what what's, what good's that? Um, yeah, I like the Browns, and Miles Garrett has been a freak of nature. He has, I think, and um, I think he's yeah. just gonna, he's gonna, he's going to be great. I keep trying trying to trade for him, but it's not working. Uh, yeah, on the Browns side of the ball, who who Miles Garrett, but offense is a little bit question mark. David and Joku going to have two touchdowns. Okay, that's that's it. They're, he's going to win the game for him. Josh Gordon's going to have eighty yards. David and Joku's going to have ten yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> ten yards and two touchdowns. I don't, who, I don't know who's going to match up against him, but it's not going to be enough. TJ Watt, maybe Tyler right. Ma- Tyler uh, Matakevic. Yeah, exactly. That their their secondary is piss poor. Yeah, and David Njoku is is, a, is actually a chief of a tribe in Africa, so he's he comes from stock that is unlike anything that the Steelers can match. So I like that. I like that fact. That's quite a cool fact. Yeah, he's a, he is actually a chief. Is he? Like he's his chief David Njoku thing is legit. Like he's actually a chief. What lad. Um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 just, I, I think I, I don't think the Browns are going to be good at all this season. Um, I think they're going to be a four and twelve, five, five and eleven season. But they're going to be so much more, so much better than they were last year. I think. I think Hugh Jackson needs to get shipped out of town. But uh, I like this game. I like this matchup. It's in Cleveland. Uh, Hard Knocks was a massive success, and I just, I just like. I, I've got a good feeling about this game. Yeah, next one then. What's up next? AFC West matchup. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs at my Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Gates is back in town. He is back in town. Uh, that was always going to happen. Uh, the tight end, Antonio Gates, who's been with the Chargers for 16 years. Uh, record setting tight end in terms of touchdown receptions. But he is about 40 years old. Joe Bosa was limited in practice uh, this week, but... Uh, Anthony Lynn came out and said that if uh, basically if he if the, if this injury happened in the regular season he'd be playing so all signs are, are good for him playing on on uh, Sunday 
And then on the Chiefs side of the ball, Barry has Eric Barry, their their elite safety, hasn't played yet, and defense is going to be a massive, massive issue. Uh, if you have any charges, offensive player, start him. Yeah, the the Chiefs' defense is really falling off of a cliff, um, and I think they're going to get manhandled by the Chargers in this game. To be honest, it's not going to be a very pretty start to the season for them. Yeah, it's it's going to be high scoring. I know that for a fact, but as Ed likes to bang on about, Pat Mahomes is going to throw a lot of interceptions this year and I expect him to throw a lose to this game. And I don't think that's a hot take. Casey Hayward's a freak of nature. Derwin James is now in the lineup. I mean, talk about baptism by fire for these other guys. He's arguably going against a top three defence in his first NFL game. So, well, second, but you know. First official. Proper game. Proper, proper, a proper game of football. Not a week seventeen game. No, that's true. I, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think this charges charges team. I'm very excited about. Obviously, I have reservations, being a pessimist and everything, all, all that good stuff. But um, a warranted pessimist at the very least. A warrant, yes, exactly. But I think this charges team could literally leg- legitimately have a top five offense and a top five defense. That's how that's that's their ceiling. Uh, I don't know if they reach that. If they stay healthy, which they look reasonably healthy coming into the season, uh, as healthy as I've remember them for a long time and I think uh, the Chiefs have won eight straight matchups against the Chargers and I think this is their first loss in, in a in a long time uh, since Shea is 0 won a uh, a wow. touchdown uh, a last second touchdown in Kansas City I think in 2014 so so you know there's one of the, there's those things you remember uh, I think Philip Rivers looks ridiculous I think Melvin Gordon looks good the offensive line looks good um and against a, a struggling Chiefs defense, who have no one in the secondary, uh, their defensive line is 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 great. Uh, I'm really interested to see if Justin Houston, the the, the outside linebacker slash uh, pass rusher, is any is lot is, is he is he lost a step? Like he was elite, he's one of the best pass rushers in the league, but he hasn't done anything for a while. He's been injured, uh, and I think Melvin Ingram and Joe Bosa on the Chargers side of the ball just destroy Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I think it's going to be very lopsided. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that moving on to, we'll go to another AFC West uh, team. Uh, they're playing at the Seattle Seahawks. We talked about um, uh, Colin Sutton earlier, but for the Broncos, uh, rookie Royce Freeman is the starter. Uh, and then on the Seahawks side of the ball, Earl Thomas, their elite defensive back, is playing again. He is reported to practice. And the best storyline ever in the NFL is Shaquem Griffin is going to start at linebacker. Uh, if you haven't heard the story, you're probably living under a rock. To be honest with you, uh, this is a guy who is has uh, born with his hand his hand having to be severed. Uh, is that Ampu- amputated? That's the word. Thank you, amputated. Uh, and he's going to start in the NFL uh, as a rookie. It's crazy. Uh, Rashad Penny looks to be healthy for the rookie running back as well, and Doug Baldwin is back in practice. Um, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, it's, it's two has-been defenses. That's what it. That's what this is. This is a Super Bowl rematch from a couple of years ago. Yeah, they've got they've got a lot of remaining pieces, but the the, the essence of the teams has has been dwindled slightly. Um, I I think Shaquem Griffin is the best story in the league. That doesn't get spoken about enough because not everyone's talking about it every single second of every day. Yeah, and I hope he shows out. And I really I really want him just to have a pick. Yeah, like I think that'd or, be or, or just like a sack or something anything just something splash play or fumble recovery yeah like literally literally anything and not just get 10 tackles like something yeah I think this is going to be a very messy game um, 
I don't like the thought of the Seahawks line against the Detroit, uh, the Denver pass rushers. I think that's going to be a huge mishmash. Mishmash, mish? A mishmash, mish? <laughs> um, I think I, 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 so having said that, I'd say the Seahawks in this game. Yeah, I, I, I can't bet against Russell Wilson. No. Uh, to be honest. No, no, nor can I. Uh, and then moving on to a NFC matchup, we've got Cowboys, uh, Dallas Cowboys at the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Cowboys are without Travis Frederick. Um, Tyron Smith looks to be banged up a little bit. Uh, Always. And, uh, is Zeke Elliott going to be any good against this this elite Panthers run defense? Really. Um, and then the Panthers side of the ball, Curtis Samuel, their wide receiver, looks to set uh, looks set to miss a number of games due to. Um, due to a heart palpitation or heart something wrong with his heart he's having surgery in his heart it's just, it's just some of the some of the conditions that NFL players get struck with are just crazy aren't they they're obviously they're probably fairly common because these are like superstars slash famous people I think we we see it a lot more but and also yeah, the fact that, that you know they are constantly under the, under the, the, the microscope, the microscope. Yeah. yeah yeah I think that's what I was trying to get at but but yeah, it's it's just we just want these guys to play, and I'm sure they they've worked their whole lives for this, and they just seem to get stopped at the last minute, and it just goes to show how difficult it is. Yeah. In the NFL, um, in terms of my pick for this game, it's gonna have to be the Panthers. I think the Cowboys are gonna be a shocker, and especially for the first few weeks of the season, that the O line's bad, Dak's been terrible, it's a Zeke Elliott show. But he's matched up against a very stout D line and extremely good linebackers. I just don't think it's it's just not a very good matchup for them. I'm not saying the Panthers are exceptional by any means, but they're likely a playoff wild card team this year, and I think they're strong enough to de- to defeat the Cowboys this week. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I can't disagree with that. I think CMC is good. I think that an underrated storyline is that how. You know the Cowboys' defense can be be much better, um, and I, but I still think Panthers have enough to get it done, and they, especially in Carolina. Uh, if in doubt, my rule is take the home team. Uh, yeah, I agree with you on that one. Okay, thank you. Take, take the take the home team. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, okay, now we're going to go to a rival. This is this is a rivalry game for Adrian Peterson, and <laughs> apparently. Apparently so. <laughs> so it's the Washington Redskins at the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, on the Redskins side of the ball, Adrian Peterson is the starter, which is annoying because I paid a crap load of money for Rob Kelly uh, in our Dynasty League, uh, but he's not going to start. And then Jordan Reed at the tight end, their much uh, maligned tight end who can't stay healthy, is in great shape, quote unquote. Uh, so that's good for the Redskins, I think. Uh, Alex Smith, obviously their new quarterback, uh, likes having likes having a, a dynamic tight end, so yeah. I think that that bodes well for him as a starter. Then on the Cardinal side of the ball, Sam Bradford is starting, and Chad Williams is listed as the number two wide receiver. But I'm sure Christian Kirk will get some looks. This has this this has a make uh, all the makings of a of a an awful game. To be honest with you, I don't like this matchup at all. I think oh, it's not that the teams cancel each other out. It's just the teams are in flux. We spoke about the Redskins the other week and just said that they're very vanilla and the Cardinals have got the potential to just be absolutely dreadful. Adrian Peterson is probably not going to do much, let's be honest. Um, I, I'm interested to see Chad Williams. He's not some someone you hear about a lot. He's he's risen up the depth chart. He's beaten up Christian Kirk and JJ Nelson. Um, obviously, Larry's going to draw, uh, draw Jordan uh, Josh Norman because he has to. 
is Josh Norman, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, sorry, you're looking at me like I've just like made someone's name up. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like George Jordan. <laughs> Josh Norman, yeah. Yeah. Um I'm excited to see David Johnson back, of course. Of course I am, but I think you're right. I think this is gonna be I wouldn't be surprised if this is the lowest scoring game this week. And this is coming from two teams that should have fairly good offences. I just don't think it's gonna gel this week. I don't think things are gonna go the way that they want them to go and I, if I twist my arm I'm going to have to say the Cardinals okay interesting to win this game have, having, having just made a, a spiel about you always hit the home team I'm going to go with Redskins I think they just Ooh. I just think they've got more talent um, and it's the Arizona Cardinals as we keep saying uh, it is they've got a weird roster set up they've got superstars uh, at most levels but uh, they got no depth, so I think I think Redskins win, and I like I like Alex Smith. Now he's not in the division. Funny that, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think the Redskins have got enough on on offense to 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 outscore, a, which is the whole point of winning. Um, <laughs> but they've got enough. They've got enough to um, to overpower. Beat. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Overpower a a mediocre Cardinals defense. So now on to the last of the Sunday night games or Sunday games, and this is Sunday night football. Uh, it's a it's a it's a barnstormer. This one, um, the NFC North rivalry, uh, Chicago Bears, who is the off-season darling of the NFL, having just traded for uh, Khalil Mack, the Defensive Player of the Year from a couple of years ago, uh, formerly of the Oakland Raiders, uh, against Mister Mister Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers, who's just been paid a a a lot of money. Uh, just been paid it gets 80 million before March or something ridiculous like that so we have the highest paid defensive player in the ever in the world and the highest paid offensive player ever in the world facing off in week one and I know who's happier about this and it certainly is an Aaron Rodgers correct let's start let's start a new season with coming off of an injury um, and let's face arguably the most ferocious player in the league and on a very very good defense with an extremely good front seven. I mean, Akeem Hicks, Leonard Floyd. You've got Rokon Smith coming into the mix. This this team is going to be a problem f- for the Packers. I mean, obviously, they on do defense. Have on defense, yeah, on, on defense, yeah. They've got David Bakhtiari and they've got Brian Belaga, but this is Khalil Mack. He doesn't care. It doesn't matter who you are. And Aaron Rodgers is going to be running for his life for a lot of this game. So hopefully, he's healthy. Uh, on the other side of the, we've obviously got Mitch Trubisky against. A Green Bay Packers team that is extremely improved on on the defense. Um, Josh Jackson looks like a superstar. We've got Mo Wilkerson's turned up. Their linebacking cause a question, but Ed's favorite storyline of the off season has been their front three, which is uh, Mike Daniels, Kenny Clark, and who's the other guy? Mo Wilkerson. Just mentioned him. Yeah. So this could be a sneaky good game, and I like this as the um, as a Sunday night game. Obviously, two very storied franchises, dynasties at one point. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Who you taking? More than I normally would. Who you taking? Yeah, yeah. It's good. I'm just going to have to go with Aaron Rodgers. You'd be a fool not to, to be honest. But yeah. I don't think he's going to have a very easy time. No, I, I, but uh, I think just the Bears, uh, uh, just even more pressures on Mitch Trubisky because it, it all starts and ends with him. I know that's yeah. not a hot take, but if he is awful, this Bears team. Now having no two uh, first round picks for a, a, for two years uh, are in a, in a in a boatload of trouble. Uh, they could be in play for for a a a 
a Teddy Bridgewater trade after the end of this season or something like that. Who knows? Uh, I mean, I just want one couple of things. If you thought that the highest paid defensive player of the year and the highest paid offensive player of the year played in this game and you bet on it, you'd be a very rich man. Yeah. And then next thing, outside of Devontae Adams, who's a wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, who are you taking? Are you taking Jeronimo Allison or are you taking Randall Cobb? Uh, there's the, much talk of Randall Cobb being shipped to other teams. Uh, do you think he still is still the number number two wide receiver in, in in Green Bay? I think it is, especially for Week One. He's he's a household name. He knows he knows the scheme. He knows he, he knows the playbook. Um, having said that, Allison and some maybe some of the boy band will um, maybe some of the boy band will step up in later weeks, but. I don't think it's happening in week one. So we'll go Randall Cobb to start the season at the very least. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you that. I like Jerome Allison, but I think it's Randall Cobb. Uh, we've got two games left. Uh, Monday night games, the uh, doubleheader. The first of the Monday night games is uh, New York Jets versus the Detroit Lions. On the Jets side of the ball, Sam Darnold, the rookie quarterback, third overall pick, is going to start. Isaiah Crowell is still battling a concussion uh, and injuries. So I think you've got to start Bilal Powell who looked really good in in preseason uh, before in the off season he was a, he was a he was a cut candidate but he is he is fighting back he's got some juice in him left uh, and on the lion side of the ball it's their offense and their woeful defense they've just uh, waived Anthony Zettel and signed uh, Romeo Aquaru Aquara from the New York Giants and it's just uh, I I was very I was this close to giving this game and the Jets my stamp of approval uh, but I chose the Browns, obviously. I just, uh, it's, I don't know what to think of the Lions this year. They're, they're the hardest team for me to, 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 to just decide what to do with. Yeah, I'm not sure why they got rid of Anthony at all. He was coming on and becoming a very, very nice player for them. Homegrown guy, sort of low draft capital, you know, pass rusher. And Romeo Quarry's like, uh, he, he's definitely not an improvement. Um, I'm really excited to see Sam Darnold. I think he's got a fairly easy job to start with. Obviously, the Jets' line's crap, but the line's pass rush is worse, probably. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I'm I'm just looking forward to Sam Darnold. It's the only part of this game that I'm looking forward to. As we stated earlier, on Johnson isn't going to get a lot of carries, so I'm not going to be watching him. Yeah, for a Monday night showdown, this isn't the best start, no. to be honest. Who are you but, taking? Okay, we'll take it. Who, who, who am I taking? Yeah, who are you taking to win this game? The Jets. And uh, all the Lions, Lions Twitter has been blowing up recently and they're probably going to come at us for this, but I don't really care. No, I... Th- I, I See, I'm, I'm taking Matt Stafford, I'm sorry. i just got to do it. I That's think, fair. I think, I think Matt Stafford and and his, his elite offence is just going to be too much for the Jets' defence, who is equally as bad as the Lions. Um... Yeah, uh, I think Sam Donald is is can be good, and this is a nice start for him. But uh, I just think that the Lions are too strong on offense to 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 lose this game, and it's in Detroit. That's fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and then the second and the last game, uh, the second Monday night game, and the last game of the week is uh, two California teams with the uh, Los Angeles Rams and the Oakland Raiders, which is basically two sides of a coin in terms of uh, defensive star holdouts. Los Angeles Rams obviously uh, re-signed Aaron Donald, their elite interior defensive lineman, and the Raiders, as we spoke about earlier, traded away Mac. This game is, uh, it's got all the makings for a blowout, and I think 
the LA Rams are one of the best teams in the league, um, certainly in the NFC. And I think they're just going to be too strong for a, a pretty, pretty poor Oakland Raiders defense. The the Rams have got this by twenty points. You reckon? If you, yeah, if you're if you're a bet, if you're if you're going to have a bet, take take the over and take the spread as well. Um, take the handicap on the Rams all day long. This Brandon Cooks might have three touch three touchdowns in this game. Yeah, like legit might have three touchdowns. Todd Gurley haven't got. Yeah, yeah, they've got no one. I mean, the fact that they didn't re-sign Devaro Bowman and instead replaced him with Derek Johnson is actually hilarious to me to be honest yeah I mean as, as much as Bowman's lost a step Johnson's lost three steps maybe <laughs> um, but it's, this is going to be an entertaining game simply because of John Gruden and the camera's going to be on him a lot the commentators are going to talk about him a lot and we're going to get to see him emote and stress out and see what a disaster he's made of this team or he's going to come out and he's going to beat the NFC favourites and in week one and everyone's going to shut up and I'd it's not going to happen. It's incredible <laughs> if it did. Yeah, it would be great. It would be a great story. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of bored of John Gruden already. Um, oh, I've had enough. Uh, and he's in, he's in the league for ten more years. My, my mum, okay, who has no, knows nothing about the NFL. We watched the NFL show last night, and they showed like a montage of uh, John Gruden, and she, she, her, her response was, "Who's this prick?" And I was like, <laughs> exactly, mum. She does. She's never watched a second of it. Thirty seconds. She's like, "Who's this prick?" I was like. Well, you've summed that up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm not even going to ask uh, Rams in this game. Yeah. Rams, Rams. Uh, Rams, Rams, Rams. Well, that wraps it up for our first ever NFL Empire podcast and our first preview of week uh, preview of 2018. I hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back on Tuesday with a, a review of all the games. We'll, we'll discuss all the storylines uh, and and just have a good time. Thank you very, very much for listening. We've got new Twitters and new Instagrams. Go follow us on there. We are at Empire NFL on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, iTunes has been a bit spotty at the moment, but we are on Stitcher. We are on SoundCloud. We are on Spotify and we are on Spreaker, uh, which is uh, which is great. So we're all over the place. Just uh, search NFL Empire podcast uh, and uh, I'll leave a link in uh, the description uh, and I'll tweet it out all the links. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much for listening. Uh, tweet us with any remarks, questions, who you think is going to win. And don't forget, you can uh, get involved with the fantasy question of the week. Just hashtag uh, Empire question uh, when we put out this post. But as I said, until Tuesday. Yeah, see you soon, guys. See you in a bit.